0: Uh, Welcome to the 36 Questions podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Do you want to introduce the 36 Questions?
1: Yeah, so 36 Questions is based off a study by psychologist Arthur Aaron, and he asked two strangers these questions, and it's supposed to increase intimacy between two people quickly.
0: Yeah, and what he did is he did three psychological tests. One of them was to put two strangers in a room, they asked each other the questions, and then Six months later, these people were married. (laughs) So we are trying to do the same thing.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. I'm bored already. (laughs) (laughs) We're excited for the wedding invitation
2: Uh in six months. (laughs)
0: Yes. How to Invite Us is a part of the podcast. (laughs)
2: Exactly.
0: Um, So I just have to certify that you guys have never met before. Never
3: Mm, met. No. No. Mm. Don't even know his last name.
4: Don't even know. Anything
0: <laughs> I guess we can start, yeah. go ahead. go ahead All right,
4: cool. uh, Question one: Describe yourself in two
3: minutes. Oh my God. Oh, that's off the, right out the gate. Um I am a woman and um, I do things related to comedy as my main pursuit, and I do advertising to pay the bills, and I'm from Chicago, and I'm Jewish, and I'm a feminist, and um, I really like animals, and RuPaul, and I watch a lot of TV, but like less than I used to. And I like to be active and engaged in the news and also active physically. This feels like it's been 20 minutes that I've been talking (laughs) about myself. Um, uh, I went to college in Connecticut. I lived in France for a year. Those are like cool facts that everyone's fascinated by. And, oh, I met Obama twice. What? So those are like (laughs) the most important things about me. (laughs) Um, I think I'm uh, uh, bad at describing myself because it feels awkward to do that.
4: I wouldn't discredit yourself. That was great.
3: Thank you so much.
4: (laughs) Just under two minutes. Wow, Um, wow. For me... I am a man
2: <laughs>
4: I have a beard uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I work at uh, a psychiatric practice for children and adolescents uh, as a 9 to 5 and super look forward to performing after that I do a lot of improv uh, I've done my first scripted musical show recently um, <laughs> I used to be in a rap group in college Mm -hmm. after. Um, I never met Obama. But um, I did meet Parker Posey recently, which was crazy. Um, (laughs) uh, My mother is from Chile. My father was from the Philippines. Um, I really like music. I um, am, am trying to enjoy my life. Because I am concerned about my own mortality, so oh, <laughs> super deep. Um, uh, yeah, I went to school uh, in at the University of Florida, and I am from Florida. Very bad at describing myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have no concept of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I enjoy um, uh, doodling, drawing. Um, Love hip-hop music. Uh, am trying to be more active in politics and just being more aware of what's going on. So um, I think that's what I'm kind of focused on right now, too. Awesome.
3: Yeah. To the Parker Posey point, <laughs> she came into an exercise class I was in that was very regimented, and she just did her own thing. <laughs> like, she just did her own and then left twenty minutes early. So
4: wait, what was the exercise? It
3: was like bar, you know, like it's very you follow very specific movements, or small movement. It's like very specific. Okay. She was doing her own jazz dance and um
4: like to the side?
3: Yeah. <laughs> but like very big. Um so that was cool. <laughs> I don't know how she was when you saw her, but that made me wonder.
4: I was singing uh Tom Petty. Uh it was at Sid Gold's uh, piano karaoke. Oh cool, okay. And um there wasn't anybody in there and um I uh, I was singing Tom Petty's uh, American Girl, I think, and she was singing along and she was enjoying it. So she, she was enjoys her life. Yeah, I feel like I would want to live the life of Parker Posey.
3: Great, <laughs> just does her own thing. Welcome yeah.
0: to
1: the Parker Posey podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Mm. Wait, this is not this is off
3: topic, but I need to know your how you met Obama. What was Oh yeah. Oh, if I must. Um, the first time I'm from Illinois, so he came to a music venue where it was like an outdoor music venue. I ripped tickets as my summer job, and he was still. He had just given the DNC speech. He wasn't even senator, and he came out of a black car. Like I remember seeing him and Michelle, and feeling like the everything, the energy shifted. And I was like, I said to him, I was like, I'm going to pass out. He's like, don't pass out. And then I said, your wife is so beautiful. And he went, I know. (laughs) I was like, you are so cool. And I was just like overcome with emotion. And the second time, he was my graduation speaker for college. Mm. And he did a great speech. And when I went up to get my diploma, I didn't know he was still on stage. They like had him sort of behind a podium, I think for security reasons. So I saw him. And out of complete like shock, I went like, I've met you before. I'm from Illinois. He's like, oh, constituent. (laughs) <laughs> I was, this guy's so cool like I crazied him twice and he was just super chill and awesome and I was like you just get the vibe of the person immediately You're, oh, okay this guy's a good guy he deals with crazy <laughs> so I love him do we move on to question two I mean you can keep talking about Obama if you want maybe. can we go back to Parker Posey uh, no. <laughs> alright question two given the choice of anyone in the world who would you want as a dinner guest
4: Oh. oh, do they have to be alive or dead? Or can, does it... They would probably have to be alive, right? In order to have dinner. Mm. If they were dead, they couldn't eat.
3: Yeah, I guess... Let's, <laughs> let's do alive because I feel like also if we include dead, there's way too many options. That's true. We're talking billions.
4: Okay. And I, let's, let's take... Uh, can we take... Do we have...
3: Do we have to take Parker Posey out? <laughs> I was going to say,
4: <laughs> take her out. We've given her a lot of time. I, I feel think like we, it's unfair to her.
3: Yeah, we don't need to eat with her.
4: Um, So a dinner guest. Oh, boy. I
3: feel like it used to be different, but these days it would be Hillary Clinton. Because I would really like to have a conversation with her off the record and hear her thoughts and what she's gone through this whole year. Mm-hmm. And like, also, I feel personally like, there's so much bad press and things said about her that I would just want her to know that there's a lot of people who actually really loved her and cared about her and mm-hmm. that we weren't just voting for her to like check a box because I think that's the reputation she got. So I would love to have dinner with her and be like, thank you. Yeah. And how are you? And how can I help? Yeah. But I, like a year ago, it would have been like Beyonce. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: I. That's good. Yeah, I. she kind of like... Um, you really don't know what she, what her life is like now, right? Yeah. I know she seemed kind of um I don't know. Uh disconnected during the inauguration. I I don't know. I I felt bad. Yeah, I like, felt seeing, really I bad. Like, God, she shouldn't be in that position at I know an inauguration, you know.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, um I think for me it would I think it would be Kanye West. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was a big fan of his for a very long time. Um, and I um, I worry about him now. And I just am concerned. And I just, I don't know if um, he's like trolling or if he's like really, if he really has these like ideas yeah. um, or like feels strongly about certain things that he's mentioned. So I'd like to just kind of touch base with him yeah. and just kind of say in. like, yeah, like I'm just checking <laughs> in, buddy. Like, um, how's everything going? You know, order whatever you want. I'll take care of it. Um, just got paid. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, I just want to know what what his deal is. Do
3: that. you think he's trolling? Like you don't know? I don't know.
4: Like I, I, like there's a there's a there's the idea that people do things or say things to get the attention and get just people talking about themselves. And I don't know. I just feel like maybe. You know, he just wants to stay in the zeitgeist, and yeah. you, you know, um things saying like absurd things yeah. or things that maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I don't and that's what I'd want to ask. Yeah. And I also like, like, hey, what, what are you gonna write about in your next album? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
4: yeah. I don't know. I hope he's doing well. Is Me what too. I'm saying. Me too. I
3: hope. I, I just really want the best for everybody. Yes. Um. <laughs>
4: Uh, question three Okay. Would you like to be famous in what way?
3: All right, well, I mean, we had just two examples discussed of very different types of fame, Yes, Obama and Kanye, like mm. would not want to be a Kanye or Kim Kardashian type of famous where people are wondering if you're crazy or people are just see you as someone who is famous for being famous, mm-hmm. but I would like. To be famous for doing – because I've earned it with like a group of people who respect the work you do, like I think that would come along with it in theory. It wouldn't be the goal. Like someone I admire is Paula Pell who's like this writer on SNL and people wouldn't – most people wouldn't recognize her on the street or take her photos. She's not stopped. But for someone like me, if I saw her, I would lose my shit. So I think that kind of fame would go along with knowing that I – have done work that appeals to the right person or someone that like identifies with me. So I think that would go along with what I'm trying to do, but it wouldn't be a goal. And I also think I'd be really scared about just like now these days when you're famous, they go through all of your tweets and they do, they look up everything about you. And I just, that just seems so scary that you can't ever make a mistake.
4: Yeah. I, I think uh, with fame, it, yeah. You become more vulnerable, I think. Um, and someone like me, like I have, like a, a, I feel like I have a lot of walls, or like I've built some up. So it's very hard for me to kind of um, like even do this, like talk about myself. Mm-hmm. But like when you start to garner that much like attention and celebrity, like um, I, I think people get a, a glimpse of like really who you are. So like every everything that you say and every everything that you do is kind of just. Is being watched. Yeah, you know, you're kind of under a microscope. Um, so I get that. Like, it, I I think also, I don't know if I'd want. Like, it, it's not a like a goal, right? Like, I think it sounds like like it, it it would happen just through the virtue of what you do, right? Like, you just continue to do what you love and like you know, pursue your passions, and then it will it will probably just happen, right? People will. People who identify with what you do and what you create, they'll just love that Yeah, and, and want you to make more of that.
3: I mean, so. there's people I know now who are just starting out in whatever creative pursuit, and they're worried about their personal brand. Like, yes. honestly, not as a bit. And <laughs> like, that is so backwards. That's crazy. Right. The fact that you're worried about having fans before you've done anything. Right. And I think that's kind of just so stupid like why are you doing it yeah it's presumptuous (laughs) yes
4: um yeah it's it's kind of insane but I get it but at the same time like have have not I don't know I was gonna say have content but like but like (laughs) (laughs) that's terrible um but like yeah like just do what you want to do and then it will come and then once you notice that like oh shit like there's a lot of people following me um you know then maybe kind of like reset and be like, okay, I have to package this or Yeah, totally.
3: Is. That's when it happens. Not when you're twenty two and you just took improv one oh one. Um that's a sub podcast moment. Uh and so a sub tweet is a sub podcast moment. Yeah. So you would also have a similar view on fame where it's like you don't want to be a Kardashian? Okay.
4: Um wait, is that what that meant? Yes I do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry, I didn't mean to commit you to that. <laughs>
0: What would you say your personal brands
3: are? Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I've already established mine. (laughs) Mm.
4: Personal brand. My personal brand. Oh, boy.
3: I feel like other people would be better at defining it because I'd be, like, uh, very shrill and um, (laughs) talks too much, Um, I think. (laughs) Um,
4: uh, uh, Can't tell a good story. Uh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think our personal brands are, like, not wanting to come off arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of coming uh, off arrogant. Mm. Okay. Uh. Is it question four time?
4: Question four time.
3: Before going to a social event or meeting, do you ever rehearse with what you're going to say and why? <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think, uh, no. I think I, uh, no. I and then again, um, if it was uh, like if I was asked to do like something like a TED talk or something, probably I would. <laughs> But, like, I think every other social event where, you know, I may have had or it was expected that I talk. No, it's just I feel like, yeah, no. But, though, maybe I should, (laughs) apparently, because, again, I can't um, talk well. I can't speak good.
3: I would like a winged TED talk, though. That would be cool. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to go up and say what's on my mind.
4: It'll it'll sound right. I've seen enough TED Talks. Yeah, to, like to just, know how
3: to mimic the way you stand and use your hand. And then sure. that's most of the work.
4: You just start with like, um, when I was eight, <laughs> I was faced with a decision to take my life in one direction or the other. And I took it in the other
3: by a show of hands, how many people have t- made a decision? <laughs> right. That's what I thought. Today, we're going to talk about how everyone has to make, next slide, decisions. It's like, okay, okay. We know this already. But I like hearing it from this person. <laughs> <laughs> the new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> i listen to all of them and i love them Mm -hmm. yeah they're really good they're really good i know
4: uh oh what what about you do you um
3: um if it's a social event no because i could see coming off very robotic being like and guess what i did today but um i think if it's a confrontation of some kind or a uh asking for a raise Uh i rehearse the f out of it and i make everyone in my life listen to me do it over and over and, talk, and I listen to their advice. I go, oh, that's good. I wasn't going to do that. So, if it's like, um, I'm going to a meeting, um, tell me everything bad they're going to say to me and mean they're going to say and I want to be ready mm-hmm. or if it's, uh, like, I have had a disagreement with someone and we're going to talk about it, I'm like, okay, like t- just tell me what to say. So, it's less rehearsal, more like, people just tell me what to do. Right, right. Um, but if it's a social event, no, I'd say, but yeah. I also don't know. Like, yeah, that means... If it were a wedding speech or something, I'd rehearse it. Oh yeah,
4: that's a social event.
3: Yeah, I don't know what they mean if it's like, um, like just going to a party and you're yeah. trying to.
4: I I often when I go to parties, I'm always asked to speak.
3: Mm, yeah, yeah. Where
4: I was like, hey, Billy, we're throwing this <laughs> party.
3: It's a kegger. We need like someone to just you know just, get just the talk, room. Yeah,
4: get the room going. Get the room going. Warm everyone up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's strange. I would probably rehearse for a wedding, yeah. like if, um, if I were a best man or something.
3: Yeah, just one, just one read, read through. Yeah, yeah, especially like an
4: anecdote. You want it to be clear, yeah. concise.
3: I'll double check that.
4: <laughs> Question five: What would constitute a perfect day for you?
3: Oh, jeez. Do you have an answer?
4: Uh, a perfect day. Perfect day. A perfect day would consist of waking up from a uh, a full night's sleep, um, eating breakfast, uh, going somewhere and expressing myself creatively. Um, uh, that's it. That's it? I think so. Wait, hold on. there's got to be other stuff, what right? What do
3: you have for breakfast, though? Oh, <laughs> um,
4: uh I oh that's a
3: <laughs> it's your perfect day you could have anything oh man
4: uh, I, uh waffles no French toast nice. French toast this is a good day yeah French toast get some like fruit on there mm-hmm. um orange juice fresh squeezed wow yep uh coffee yeah let's get that boost.
3: Call it a day after breakfast. You're yeah. done. That's and it. And I'm done for the day. Can't top it. I don't
4: know. What a, I That's such a weird... Qu- I, I don't know. I feel like that's a weird question, right? Yeah. Um. What's a perfect day? It's so
3: situational. Yeah. It just depends on where you are and what you're... Like, is it a Saturday or is it a Thursday? Is it right. winter? Like, there's just too many variables. Am I working that day? Yeah. That's a lot of stuff I don't know.
4: If I was working that day, the perfect day would be... um there would be no fires that I'd have to put out. Mm, I could just, just kind of, day. yeah, just a smooth day. I can, um, support the people I work with and then leave on time.
2: Mm-hmm. God, it's so boring. No, I'm it's sorry. great. No, it's, it's very, not.
3: it's nice to have a perfect day, be something attainable. Right? Yes.
1: Can we all agree that a perfect day doesn't have work in it? Oh, <laughs> oh good point. That's true. Wow. God, anyway,
0: so uh, also doing a podcast part of your perfect day bro. Yeah. <laughs> true
4: that's true uh, I wake up have breakfast do a podcast mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> meet somebody new mm-hmm. ask them questions mm-hmm, 36? 36 36 cool. of them uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about yours your, I feel like yours might be more interesting than mine
3: um, let me think okay I think a perfect day would be it's warm out and there's sun. Like, let's just get that out there. Mm-hmm. No seasonal affective disorder at play. <sighs> wake up rested in a quiet apartment of my... It's I wake up my own volition. Oh, yes. You know, I have woken up because...
4: It's time. It's time.
3: Mm-hmm. I go... I have, you know, maybe like some coffee and I go for... A run or I go to spin class, like I really just feel good and like doing all the stuff, get that over with. Then I get an amazing job. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: You know, (laughs) I get my dream job and I'm thrilled and I don't have to go to work that day, don't worry. But I got the news. So then I can do whatever I want because I feel really good about myself. Mm -hmm. So I probably go for a walk and I meet up with friends. And Mm -hmm. then the best is when you're like meeting up with friends and then that turns into something else and then you end up like out with. Friends doing stuff yep. and exploring and like laughing. And then, you know, I don't know, maybe I make content, but mostly I'm just excited about this job and having my friends and that it's sunny. Like, that's pretty much Kinda it. Like that. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, maybe some friends from out of town are in town and both that. of you guys are available. Uh, and you just go do something yes. uh that is like a pop up.
3: Yes. Right. The like spontaneity a, of it. You yeah. just go. Wow! All of this stuff sort of conspired to make this moment so joyful. Like it was
4: perfect. It was meant to be. Meant we were to supposed be. to go to this Hulu pop up. A Hulu pop up? I don't exactly. know. <laughs> exactly.
3: That's what I was thinking.
4: <laughs> yeah. With
3: branded cookies or something, right. and you're like, "This is the life." <laughs> this um, is the <laughs> <best>. <laughs>
4: um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm on. I'm on board with that. I'm bored. Uh.
3: <laughs> oh gosh. Question six: When did you last sing to yourself? Slash. Just someone else.
4: Oh, uh, like on my way here.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I sing to myself constantly. Mm. Um, I uh, When I do laundry, I sing about doing laundry. When I am in the shower, I sing about being in the shower. I, I'm like self-narrating in song 24-7. I feel like... Um,
3: Are these repeating songs or are they new every time? They're new every time. Yeah, it just depends Um, on what's going on.
4: Yeah, which is why um, when I found out about musical improv, I was like, yeah, I want to do that because I do that anyways. Now there's just like structure to it. So um, it's like one of my favorite things. I'll just, um, I just love, I don't know why. And I'm not even like that good of a singer. I just, well, I'm all right.
3: I'm I'm not a good singer, but I love musical improv. (laughs) Because I feel, first of all, I love, I'm like a theater adjacent kid where I was like not in theater, but love it. Yes. And I get to be bad at singing, but still have that fun that they have. And everyone can sing louder than me. I just, you know, kind of like keep it low key. (laughs) But I think there's something so liberating and joyful just about like, this is the dumbest concept and I'm going to scream it from the top of my lungs. Yes. So I love that. And my friend, and I'm a terrible singer, but my friend Amanda and I were walking down the street yesterday just singing. I don't know why. And then we just kept going. We were laughing about it. I don't know why. We were just,
4: I don't know. But I, there's like a, there's, there's got to be something like chemical in the body, right? Yeah. Like when you sing, it just makes you, I don't know. It just makes you feel better. I know. Um,
3: I wonder if it's the break from normalcy. Like, cause that's yeah. kind of in musicals where it's like, there's so much emotion or something where you can't talk anymore. You just have to sing. Yeah. And so there's something chemical where you go, oh, this is like a heightened state or mm-hmm. just something silly and weird. Yeah. And when you're singing with other people, you're like, oh, we're all kind of sharing how stupid we feel, which is a nice feeling. For sure. Yeah.
4: And even if it's, um, and I, I don't, uh, I can't speak on this. What was that? Even at the march, the women's mm-hmm. march, there was like a group. Oh, um, yeah.
3: There was like an, a group that had like formed online.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. are yeah. talking about? Yes. And they met
3: and they wrote a song and they sang it together. It was amazing. It was amazing. It's so yeah.
4: powerful. Yeah. And that's, I. there's something to be said about like that um you know being able to express yourself in song and it just it it carries this emotion and just kind of forces you to kind of feel more yeah. than like you would otherwise totally um yeah and i get that like i i never like i didn't like drama in high school but like um i just enjoy, i i'm the same way like i just enjoy like i don't know like musicals yeah no. yeah i'm the
3: same
4: yeah singing is great <laughs> Uh, question seven. You will live until 90, but must choose either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years. Which do you choose?
3: You gotta say mind. Well, no, wait.
4: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
3: Because, all right, I've seen enough Oprah every episode to know (laughs) that the older you get and the wiser you get, actually the happier you are. So a lot of studies have shown that... A lot of people think you're happiest in your twenties you're happiest in, but it actually you a lot of people feel until their abilities start to go that they get happier in their forties fifties there's just more satisfaction mm-hmm. so I think like mentally there's something to be said for wisdom and maturity and gaining experience and still mentally growing um but I also think that uh I get well. I'm 30 now. I don't really like my mind, so I would say that I would ra- rather, I'd rather keep my a 30 year old's body, where things work relatively, knock on wood, normal mm-hmm. and get wiser. <clears throat> I think.
4: Okay. Yeah.
3: And then people be like, "Oh my god, she's so hot for 90." <laughs> like if I were 20, people would be like, "Ugh," but if I were 90, people would be like, "Yeah." I'd be like on the cover of a magazine, you know what I mean? And it'd be cool because I want to be worshipped that way. Sounds good. So, sounds great.
4: <laughs> um, I I I don't like my body <laughs> now. So maybe my mind. Um,
3: this is a question of whether you hate your body mind right or now. Body
4: yeah. More. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, but is it any thirty year old? Does it have to be ours? I think it's yours. It's mine? Yeah, fuck it. No, I'll just do <laughs> my mind. Although I have the mind of a ninety year old
3: <laughs> as well. So you already been there.
4: Yeah, I'm forget I, I'm very forgetful. I don't mm-hmm. know why. That's tough, right? Yeah, that sucks. I should um g- does, have you ever tried ginkoba baloba? <laughs> is no. that a thing? I've heard of it, That's yeah. It's <laughs> supposed to be good for no memory
3: g- aid. It's like a herbal supplement.
4: Yeah. It's good for uh, memory. Um, it's actually Ginkgo biloba, but I think you said ginkgo
1: biloba. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Trademark. I, I don't know. So I'm. into a song. biloba. <laughs>
3: um,
4: uh, yes, I. Yeah.
3: That was that was what I struggled with all through school. Was when I had to memorize things because I could like grasp concepts, but mm. I tried to be actually in college. I tried to be an art history major and a film mm. major. You have to remember dates and you have to remember like specific names, and I just couldn't do it. I just I can't do that. Wow, I, you,
4: you didn't try any herbal
3: supplements? Blooms. No, I don't <laughs> Oh god. So you'd rather have your mind? Mind. Um, yeah,
4: I think so. I mean, and plus, like when you're ninety, like your mind kind of it starts to get it, it starts to get shot, right? Yeah. So like, it would be nice to retain more even though my mind sucks right now, I, I can probably retain more and just kind of be in the moment more. Um, so in the future, if like I have kids and then they have grandkids, then I can be like, Hey, I understand what you guys are <laughs> yeah. saying to me. Yes. Even though I'm 90 years old. Yeah. Um, uh, that might be nice. I think Yeah. though, then I'll eventually die and it won't matter.
3: I think the, <laughs> the sweet spot would be the mind of a 45 year old. Uh-huh. And the body of a three-year-old. <laughs> because <laughs> you would be, like when I was three, I didn't have plantar fasciitis or sciatica. But mm-hmm. I, you know, when, when you're 50 or 45, you're kind of like, things are okay. You're a little yeah. less frantic. So I would love that sort of pace, but with a very childlike body.
4: Like uh, Benjamin Button.
3: <laughs> Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is this one? Yes. Question eight. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: Alone. Um, no. <laughs> uh, do I have a secret hunch about when or how? How. How I will die. Um. I don't have a secret hunch. I don't know. I, I do. I have this weird thing, though. Like, I feel like um, it would happen unexpectedly.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Right? Is that? That's...
3: That's interesting.
4: It's frightening. I don't know why. Like, I feel like one day, I'm pretty careful. I feel like I've lived a pretty safe life, um, which I'm trying to abandon. <laughs> what? Now. It's a little too. I don't know. Like, I I feel like I've made, like, safe choices in my life. Like, yeah, oh, make sure to, maybe you shouldn't pursue, like, uh, this, uh, car- uh, like, music. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should definitely get a 9 to 5 so you can, um, you know, have uh, stability stability and stuff, yeah. yeah financial security have a roof over your head be able to take trips you know whatever but um but now uh as i'm getting older like i'm 35 so like i am i don't know like it, it that doesn't really matter right like you can account for you know that financial stability but what does it matter if you get hit by a bus you know, and you could be playing it safe. Like, you could like look both ways and then boom, you have no idea. Um, so, you, I, yeah. Um,
3: that seems healthy. I think right. there's an unrealistic paranoia some people have that prevents them from taking risks. But if you take risks with the intention of saying, I know all this is impermanent and I might as well, but there's like a sense too of keeping your own security, that sounds like the right balance to me. Like, I, I also had a nine to five and I left and that was really scary. And maybe it wasn't like the long term best choice, but it was a calculated risk because I was like, oh, what's the worst that'll happen? I go back to my nine to five. That's totally doable. It's manageable. But Mm. I think people, some people are like very far into the risk category and some people are very far into the safe category. So I don't know. I, and like, I also think I'm going to. Well, I think I'm gonna. Die. I think Trump's gonna kill me, but I think like we'll all go. So like, whatever. Like in
4: person? No, like all oh. of us are gonna die. Oh. But um,
3: <laughs> like there's me war. But I think um, if I didn't, I think I would die from. I believe that not like okay. I'm not Suzanne Summers. I'm not like plastics killing us. Right. Mm. <laughs> there's a lot of toxic stuff we don't know about, yes. and I think our generation grew up with a lot of malfeasance in corporations where we don't know the effects. I think there will be some carcinogen after effect of, like, the things I grew up eating and the things I was raised on, which was, like, low-fat margarine. What's in it? So um, I don't want to sound like Suzanne Summers, who literally is an insane person, but I do think there. I have a hunch that if Trump doesn't kill us, that we will die from toxic chemicals. Thank you. We'll end there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: uh, question nine. Name two things you and your partner appear to have in common.
3: Hmm. We both do comedy. Yeah. That's, oh,
4: what, what kind of?
3: I do improv and writing uh, and oh, very cool. all the types.
4: All the types.
3: And neither of us can sing. What you, but, Wait a what? minute, what? Wait. <laughs> I thought you said you couldn't sing. Well,
4: I mean, I'm okay. All right, well give me, give me, Give me, I can sing. I'll, what do you want me to sing? I'll show you I can sing. Oh my God. Hello. What's that? <laughs> Adele, <right>? Oh Adele, sure. <laughs> Are we allowed? Adele? Maybe. It was Lionel Richie, but.
3: Oh.
4: oh. But we're not allowed to really. It was a mashup. S- is that? I can't sing actual songs though, right? You get like. Yeah.
3: No, the Richie company is going to come after you and and sue you.
0: We already said Suzanne Summers was crazy, so if she doesn't sue us, then... That's on
3: me. I take (laughs) full... I will go to court (laughs) saying it. I'll defend that.
0: You said you uh, make up songs as you do laundry, so you can make up a song about doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. Or coming over here.
4: I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. We're learning about each other. I'm doing a podcast, sitting next to some chips and a table, and there's people around us now. We're going to find out about each other. I'm doing a podcast.
3: This is the theme of the podcast. This is our new theme
0: for the podcast.
4: Yay! Uh, we'll talk about specifics um, if you want to use that song. <laughs> Licensing <later. it's> <laughs> uh, Um Yeah, we do comedy. Um, we both have dark hair. Yeah. And we, are, we wear clothes.
3: Isn't that enough society to say we're all alike?
4: Yeah. Oh, glasses.
3: Oh, glasses. We both have bad vision.
4: Yes. Are you um, uh, nearsighted or farsighted?
3: The one where you can't see. Uh, Wait, what? I'm just blindness. The one where you can't see. Fuck. The one where you <laughs> oh, can't okay. see. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going blind. Um, what about you?
4: I am uh, nearsighted, which is that that thing. I think. Yeah, like, it's you like can stage see left and
3: stage right, where you're like, oh, it's the opposite. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> question 10. For what in your life do you feel most grateful?
4: Uh family um i'm super grateful to have family uh that is very supportive um and uh will always be there if i need them um and even if i don't need them like it's just nice uh and you know i i have friends that have like very like awesome relationships with like their siblings and stuff and and and, and that's that's common but i you know um I've over the years like I've gotten better like getting to know and like um being close with my siblings uh I love them very much um but I I, it's just like our dynamic in our family is kind of weird like it's like this thing where like we live our own lives but like when we come together um I don't know it's we can connect um but I, I would love for it to be um I don't know like to get to know them better and I, we're work. I, I think every every year or every time i see them which i don't get to see them often um because they, they live in florida but um I, it, that doesn't even matter you know it's always good to know that we can connect like um yeah uh and it's not just like family family like blood family they say what friends are the family you choose or whatever it's, it's um yeah <laughs> but it's true right uh, and and it's good to have like that sense of community. So I'm definitely grateful to have that, especially when, you know, sometimes you feel like, um, the world can like be, you know, whether it's happening to all of us or like an individual or personal, um, hardship or challenge. Uh, it's always good to know that there are people that can support you and will be there for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm super grateful for that, that and oxygen. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, cause we breathe in
3: big mm. ups to O2. O2. Um, I feel similarly. I'm most grateful, I think, for my friends because they are my chosen family Mm -hmm. and they make me feel like... They make me feel normal and accepting all this stuff and they inspire me because they're great people that do things that make me see what's possible. Like, Mm -hmm. they're just really awesome people I feel lucky to be around. And I feel grateful for living in America and I feel grateful for, like, the things that I was the values I was raised with that I think were especially these days like one of the values was just always trying to keep an open mind and Mm I know a lot of people who struggle because their families raise them not to necessarily believe that and like now seeing them try to come to terms even you know there's still like people who are 30 trying to come to terms with people of other religions and stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful that I didn't have to struggle with that because that seems really really hard to break with your family values and yeah. um so i've been grateful for that lately Nice.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
4: question 11 if you could change anything about the way you were raised oh, oh what a great wow. segue oh my Amazing. god if you could if you, question 11 if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be?
3: okay now we're just gonna shit on what I just said <laughs> yeah hmm. Uh, hmm. I was raised by um, over which I think is very typical of the generation and not at all I'm not blaming anybody hmm. a very overactive mother and a father who is very distant mm. and um, I think and that got worse and worse as I got older and I didn't grow up with a strong male role model like I didn't have someone a male who showed me love like in my life I didn't have a feminist male in my like I didn't have an example mm-hmm. and that makes me sad just because I would see other kids with their dads and they had these great relationships and I didn't have it and my mom I saw put her work aside and her dreams aside to do both roles as parent and that makes me sad like uh, that that happened so that's the one thing I would change would be that so you can't like change people but that there would have been if in a perfect world there would have been more of a balance with parenting and sharing of that role what about you
4: Um. Yeah, I uh So the question is if you could change anything about the way you were raised. Uh I would So I um my father um he was a he was very um uh very about his family um and like the he didn't care about Literally, like he didn't care about anyone else. Um, and uh, which is a it's kind of a good thing. I mean, like, as his family, like, we've um, he took care of everyone, and um, but it was very exclusive of other people. Um, and uh, we were kind of alone. Like, the, uh, his family was like all in the Philippines, he had a, a sister that was here and uh, had her family, but they lived they stay with us for a little bit, but they lived in California. That was the only other, um, family that we had. Um, and he was very, uh, like my mother would try to like, um, you know, talk with her family sometimes, but he would be very like, uh, like, uh, I don't know if it was paranoia or whatever, but he was just like, why are you talking to them? Like, let's, <laughs> you know, let's just keep it in our family. And, um, like we wouldn't have a lot of people over, uh, And I think just being open to other people. And he was of a generation that was like, um, uh, I guess, very, it was a different time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I I feel like being exposed to more people and just being more open to uh, getting to know other folks, I think it would have, yeah, I think it would have been, I would have been a different person. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Anyways,
3: um, so real. So real. Question 12. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one ab- quality or ability, what would it be? Anyone If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Like a
4: superpower?
3: <clears throat> that's a great that's question. Where my, that's where my mind goes. It doesn't say super. It just says anything. So it could be anything.
4: Ability. Uh, goodness.
3: Um. I'd like to have the craziest work ethic. I'd love to wake up oh. and be like, I am the hardest working person in the world.
4: Wait, what is your work I ethic mean, I like think, now? Okay.
3: <laughs> I always think it could be better. And mm. I'm not, I I just, even in school, like a bit of a, I don't know, I'll do the homework, but I won't do extra kind of person. Mm. And I have always wished I had that, Drive to just be working harder.
4: Yeah, I get that. Uh, I w- I guess I would just probably I don't know an ability,
3: God or quality
4: or quality. Oh, um to be uh, so. I've been told that I have that I'm a very social person. Don't that's not true. I think it's like a facade. Um, I feel like being able to initiate um in meeting new people, I, I'm very terrible at that. But I would love to because I, I would like I like getting to know new people. I just don't know how to it just feels awkward to me. So like
3: this podcast must feel very natural. So- I <laughs> want to kill myself. Uh, <laughs> uh,
4: no, I, I, uh, yeah. So I think being able to kind of like initiate um, those kind of conversations and those like first introductions and just feel comfortable about it uh, and be able to, um, oh, and, and be able to tell a story without sounding like a boring person. Right? Is that, a, that's an it's ability? It's to
3: do a song. <laughs> I think that's the answer. The song Is was very compelling. We mm-hmm. were all bopping around, just loving it. Hello.
4: Nice to meet you. Let's talk about your life. You're going
3: to make so many friends that way. I know. It makes me crazy.
4: Yeah, people won't walk away from me. No. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Where are we at now? Oh, 12?
3: That was 12.
4: Oh, 13? Question 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know?
3: Okay. Part of me wants to know, like, what's gonna happen to the world? Yeah. Because, as scary as it might be, I would—I just feel totally lost in anxiety about possibilities and where to focus attention and what to do mm-hmm. but then it's also weird if it and, and then if i knew i would just be like okay whatever just deal with it but I'd also would probably make me check out of things um and i also would like to know just answers of like the questions that keep me up at night of what am i gonna do and like is all this gonna mean something and what is you know so i guess i would just want answers on like what are the next I don't know. What do the next 20 years look like? That's a big old question, but I'm asking it.
4: Are you? Do you think you, are you would you be, um, well, I guess they're aligned. What's stronger for you? I, I would imagine like what's going to happen with our world is probably the strongest. Yeah. Because I, I feel the same way.
3: Right? Where it's like, why would I even be doing this thing I'm doing if I knew that that thing was going to happen? Right. Like that's kind of how I felt with the election because mm. I was... I was volunteering for Hillary and I was like, oh, if I had known that you were just going to hack the election and do that thing with the CIA, I wouldn't have volunteered because it felt like, oh, this outcome is inevitable. Right. And so I almost feel like, you know, had I known that it was going to go this way, I would have just been like, F it, whatever. Yeah. So I kind of feel that way right now where I'm like, uh, is the world going to end? Because if it is, then I'm just going to like have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Like, are we going
4: to... Is it, is is there a press, you would probably know more than I would, but like, so Iran banned us from visiting their country? Yeah. Yeah. Has that, has that happened before? Are there countries that?
3: Uh, not in our lives, I don't believe. Like, I mean, we, that shouldn't have happened. Right. (laughs) That's That's crazy. That's big, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy.
4: That came up on my, that came up on my phone and I was just like, whoa, like, what does that mean? Like, and then.
3: And they're not going to be the last country to do that. and Right there it's yeah it's not good so we just have to wait until he dies um so anyway (laughs) what's your answer
4: (laughs) i would love to know about what happens i want to know when he dies (laughs) 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 um yeah i i want to know how this whole thing is gonna transpire like i just would like it to be over and like, I just want to. I want to know when that is going to be, so I can just kind of plan accordingly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, there's like this weird balance, right, of like what is happening in the world, but also your life mm-hmm. as as like an individual, mm-hmm. and like your own pursuits and goals. And um, sometimes it's hard to kind of focus on one without no, or like without thinking about the other. Yeah and it affects it and it and i think this is the time where it's like you know i think everybody's really feeling especially like in the like performing community or whatever like people have or like in every community like it's yeah. just like you want to focus on your job or whatever it is but this is in the back of your head so like what's, how is that how is it going to affect um your your place of work or like yeah. your community like
3: and how can i be useful like how right. can this be more meaningful than my own pursuit like how does this translate to something bigger because i think with comedy it's interesting because right now like none of this is really funny but there's stuff i like the stuff that really leans in and delves into the issues and then stuff that feels like pure escapism mm-hmm. but at the same time yesterday there was at the time of this recording there was the protest at jfk because all the people were being detained who Legally came to the US and they were just in the air when Trump signed the executive order I was like oh, I should have just been an immigration attorney like that feels way more interesting right. and compelling than what I was doing so uh, If I knew what was gonna happen, yeah, I agree it would like change I mean, you just gotta try to do your best it's all very new and scary, but just I wish I knew what was gonna happen.
4: Yeah um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun podcast uh- <laughs> <laughs> This is the best
4: <laughs> We wanted to make this the best so here exactly. it is Exactly The best um,
3: podcast Okay, question fourteen: Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time, and why haven't you done it? <laughs> <laughs> like yes, and why?
4: Uh, something I dreamed of doing: uh, uh, voiceover acting. Oh, yeah, hmm. been wanting to do that for a very long time, and I don't know why. Like I have a, mi- a microphone, and like I, I have that's things that—that's yeah. all you really need, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's just a I I um sometimes uh when I have like these like goals or like these i things that I want to do, I put it on a pedestal and then like I find like every reason why I can't pursue it because it's like, oh, you have to you have I have to do this and this and this and this and this in order to prepare to actually attempt to do it. Mm-hmm. Um And I think that's the one thing that hinders me. It's like I I put too much emphasis on like how I need to prepare for something instead of just saying fuck it. Like let me just try it. The fear of
3: like doing it badly or doing it unprepared is bigger than yeah. Right. There's a Elizabeth Gilbert quote that I like, which is a variation on a quote where it's like, "What would you?" There's a quote, "What would you do if um you if failure wasn't an option?" And her variation on it is what would you do if you knew you'd fail but it was still worth it? What mm. would you and I like that. Like, yeah, what would yeah, you do yeah. if like failure is inevitable, you're gonna fail, but like you just gotta do it anyway. Right. And I think that's a good that's changed my that sort of thinking has changed my looking at goals of being like, um, I know that it's worth it. Like in at the end of the day, it's just even if I fail, it's worth it. So I think I get where you're coming from with that. And I also understand that there it feels like there's permission that needs to be granted and whatever. So yeah. I totally get that. I think I've dreamed for a long time, I don't know, of some things that I've dreamed of doing are, in my mind, things I don't have control over. Like I've dreamed of... um having a full-time like comedy job that feels fulfilling, and yeah. I feel like I'm on a path to get there, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a lot of luck, but I'm, this coming year, working harder to put myself in a position to be better suited for that luck to happen. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm trying, is my answer. Yeah.
2: I
4: like that answer. Thanks. Question 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life?
3: <laughs> Stupid. These questions. Getting on an improv team. Uh, and that's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Um. The
4: greatest accomplishment of my life.
3: That's, that's a, really hard.
4: Yeah, that's like such a big question, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Trying to think of what my friend would say, because I think they, my friends, have better perspective on things than I do. Mm.
4: Um, is it possible that we we are um, hesitant to answer because we feel like we haven't had that yet?
3: I assume so. I, I have, hope we haven't. <laughs> no, me right? for me for me. No, I hope I haven't done yeah. the most important thing I'll ever do. I guess um, up until
4: our life now? I don't know.
3: I feel um, proud of the fact that I did quit my day job to try to do what I love. Because that felt like there was no one backing me. Like, I was like, oh, it's just really, I have to do it. felt I felt proud of, I've been a freelancer doing comedy stuff and trying to get into that world for two years professionally so i'm proud of that like living in new york and doing that isn't easy Mm -hmm. so just the perseverance that that takes so i feel like i've accomplished that and gone gone through a lot of uh confidence building and that kind of thing but um i'm sure this is not the right answer (laughs) it's just like not uh what about you
4: (laughs) um yeah uh the greatest accomplishment of my life um I think uh, moving, moving to New York, and staying here. I, I had a really rough time when I got here. Um, I didn't know anybody. I mean, I you know, uh, and
3: how long did how long ago did you move here? Two thousand
4: twelve. Um, and yeah, I think sticking around, and I went through a lot of stuff uh, through that time. And even through those, uh, am I being too vague? I'm being super vague, right? Um, I just want to mention that our dog is drinking
0: water in the
4: background. Oh.
3: Just lapping up the details. Quiet, dude.
4: (laughs) I'm talking about my life. Um, Yeah, I I think um, I I think it might be the same. Just persevering Mm -hmm. through through this uh, through like a challenging time and. and making the most of it, too. You know, I've, I've never felt more uh, vulnerable um, and also just more uh, fulfilled um, pursuing, you know, uh, the things that I like to do you know, performing and performing uh, and not just because it was a long time in my life where I was just going to work, mm-hmm. coming home and watching netflix yeah and like making food and like and that's fine people do that all the time there's nothing wrong with that but i it wasn't right for me um i've always felt like there was something missing um so yeah
3: question 16 what do you value most in a friendship
4: i um that's a very good question. Uh, I think, uh, a level of trust, right. Um, I, and I'm probably the worst one to like define this only because, um, there, I don't know if I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good friend. I feel like, but I feel like sometimes it may not come off that way. I'm, I'm very like, uh, uh, concerned about this sometimes because I'm not very good at keeping in touch. And um, so I I could go like a year without communicating with a, a friend of mine. But if we see each other, I can pick up like right where we left off. Um, and I would have no, like I would not feel bad about like not that person like reaching out to me or anything like that. Because um, I, for me, I, I feel like things happen, life happens. And you're probably, maybe they're like me, where like, I'm just shitty at keeping in touch. So, um, but I think being able to, to reconnect, um, and, or just connect at any point, even if, um, I don't know, I'm like babbling, but, uh, yeah, knowing that I can confide and it would be, it, I, way, I, yeah, yeah and, and that, that level of trust is there and, um, Yeah. And it's and I think just being genuine I think mm-hmm. you know it, you, especially here like you meet a lot of folks and you know um a lot of people have like certain intentions and they want to meet you for or or you whatever like you you'll come across folks and people have uh reasons for wanting to connect with you and I think if it's just you're genuinely wanting to get to know somebody um based on who they are and I think that's That's what I look for, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I feel similarly like I my friends that I love are loyally Team Jane, like know that I know that they love me and know me enough that if I did something stupid or out of character, they would go, Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. instead of going effort. Like there's no risk either way of feeling like they are talking about me behind my back. Like there's just a fierce I have your, I care about you enough and I love you and this is just a mutual thing. And I feel the same way about them. We're Mm. like, I I know how much I care about them and they care about me. That is so incredible because a friendship where you worry someone is falsely being your friend or there's like a weird intention, that's horrible. And you can get a million of those in New York and Mm. you can get a million of them if you're in a creative field. And I think most of my... Closest friends aren't—they don't do the same thing I do because I think I've really deeply connected with them. They're also just a lot of them are funnier, if not fun as funny as the people who do comedy. So they're mm. like very funny people. So I think um, all my friends that I love are people who I really respect and love, and I feel like it's mutual. Do
4: you, do you have like uh, do you have like a close like circle of friends like mm-hmm. like or like an inner circle of friends like folks that you
3: I have a couple small circles Mm -hmm. that aren't concentric. They're different worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like my two best friends, one is in Seattle. He just moved. And one is in L.A. And Mm -hmm. we know each other from years ago through a specific context. And then there's a group of New Yorkers who don't do comedy who I love. And we bond over other things. And I love them. And I consider them some of my best friends. And then there's another group of like people who do comedy i consider some of them my best friends like <laughs> just, it's different worlds right, aren't right right the same but i feel like they all i love them all but they all are very different yeah got it and that question
4: <laughs> uh question 17 what is your most treasured memory oh
3: you ready for the podcast to get depressing (laughs) yes i guess it makes sense about halfway through the questions um so some of the stuff i went through was that my parents died Mm -hmm. at different times but close together Mm -hmm. and that sucked and i remember that my mom's goal for me was to move to new york and do what i wanted to do she's very supportive she was in chicago she had cancer and she was like go live your life that makes me happy but every day over um my lunch break at work at like a stupid desk job i would call her for an hour we would just talk on the phone it made me really happy and i would go for these long walks and she just wanted to have a normal mom relationship where we could talk about bs in my life that didn't matter Mm -hmm. so those were great talks and at some point she got so sick we couldn't have those talks anymore and i remember it was the like the worst pain but I flew home to Chicago and for whatever reason her ability to talk and function had gone. But for some reason there was a day when she was like lit up and she was her old self mm-hmm. and it felt like, whoa, like this is her again. And I got to sit there and just talk with her and have like a normal conversation. So I'll never forget it because it was like very uh, – powerful conversation and just felt like, oh, this is normal. So I'll never forget that.
4: That's really nice. Um uh so mine is um I, I guess along the same lines. Uh so uh I had uh had I always thought of um moving to California um and I, I just wanted there was a, a scene out there like a music scene and I wanted to like you know see what was out there and I know there's a lot of opportunities to perform um you no know, my dad got uh, diagnosed with ALS and uh he was um he uh he started like falling and stuff and um I know uh for a while I had to well, I was like the only, like one of the only caretakers and like my mom would help too. My other siblings kind of did, um, not so much though. Um, but, uh, I had like no other choice but to like stay, stay around and like be there for him. And I wanted to, you know, it's not like it was like, oh God, this is a chore. Like I wanted to be there cause I know that there's like a, like, you know, who's going to, who else is there? And also like. Like there's like now like there's a a date, right? So, um, but he passed away and, um, like I felt really bad for my mom. Um, and it was weird. Like I had, um, I had all but like given up on like moving away and whatnot, but I was like seeing somebody at the time and, and, but they lived like in another, like in like South Florida and like months had gone by since he passed away. And I, I remember, um. Like it was like a, a new dynamic in the family and the household and also like all this time that i was that I had given like it was already parsed out and now it was like there was nothing um and so i remember talking to my mom about like maybe like moving in with this person and, and that would require me leaving the house and it was it was a question i didn't want to ask because i still felt like it was fresh and I didn't want to like I f- almost felt like it was I was abandoning my mom and um but she was so encouraging like she was super supportive and she was like you know you need to live your life you know you need to be able to go and 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 so like I remember that and I always look now to my mom you know she's always been supportive and and Whatever endeavor or whatever like problem I have, she's always there to listen. And, um, and I, that one moment, like knowing that I could feel like I could do something and not feel bad about it or guilty or whatever, like it always stays with me. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's one for me.
3: That is the hardest thing to navigate the balance between living your life, feeling like they want you to, but uh-huh. also knowing you have an obligation. That I, it's such a uniquely Crazy thing to balance. And yeah. it's really liberating when the person you love says, Oh, this is what I want you to do. And you go, Thank you for just t- giving me permission. Yes, you know? yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Question 18 What is your most terrible memory? I think my most terrible memory was a stretch of time after my mom died and my dad was sick and I was. Not able to, for like months, not able to do what I wanted or be present or anything because I was kind of in mourning and also like in the process of losing another parent and figuring out what to do with my life all at once and just feeling really overwhelmed and alone Um, and trying to navigate a new world where it was like only me and my friends that were – incredible to get me through it but that stretch of time really sucked and it actually was like most of my 20s were spent dealing with uh like death and gross sad things so I think that there's like just a specific stretch of time right you just think about like walking through prospect park going oh my god what am I gonna do how do I get out of this torture I'm just like tortured so that was a terrible stretch of time
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had that. <laughs> yeah, the same. Pencil. I get that. Yeah. Um, I think um, there's a couple, but I, I would say um, one of the most terrible m- moments or Memory. memories. Um, it, so in high school i was a junior and um my sister my older sister i have two sisters uh older one younger one i have a younger brother as well my older sister was a senior and she was in a class and then or we were in class and i was asked to leave my class um and i uh, i found my sister outside of her class like in like the courtyard and she was like screaming my name And, um, I could see the principal out there and, um, I was like, what's up, Stephanie, what's going on? And she was like, Oh, somebody had a knife. They were trying to kill me in the, in the classroom. And I was like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Like everyone's here. And she's like, no, no, you know, we need to go. We need to go home. Um, so she had like, um, turns out so she had like an, uh, like a, a break or like an episode. Um, eventually, um, uh they they had diagnosed her with um, bipolar schizophrenia and uh that was like the that's what initiated it but uh, i remember like she had another episode because like again like mental health is um it's getting better like awareness and just knowing how it you know how it affects people and families um but i remember there was one time where she had uh um I don't she like, like jumped out, like she left the house and she like, uh, like we had like a fence and she like jumped over the fence and like she was running through the neighborhood or something and they had, to, um, in Florida, they have something called Baker Act where like um, if you pose a threat to yourself or others, they would commit you. Um, so, you know, they, she um, ended up being admitted into like, um, like a mental health uh, facility And I remember, um, seeing her, visiting her and seeing her and she wasn't, uh, it was, uh, it was just, um, seeing her in that, in that space and with that, um, like looking into her eyes and kind of seeing that she wasn't like who she was or, you know, as we were growing up, I, I think, um, that time, that stretch of time was, uh, a really um, terrible.
3: I had a similar situation. It's yeah. terrifying when, um, it's also immediate family member, mm-hmm. someone is mentally ill and in the, like going back to the question about whether your mind or your body goes, mm-hmm. in a way I'd rather always have my mind for that reason because mm-hmm. seeing someone in their shell of who they are but they've completely changed and they're in that situation is so scary. Yeah, You're like, I don't even know who you are. This isn't you and... Right. You can't really rationalize. It's awful. Yeah.
4: yeah, especially if you're not, like, educated. You don't yeah. know how it works. Yeah. You're just like, why is this happening? And yeah. I think a lot of families deal with that. And some don't know, especially older generations. Or in my like in my case, like, um, like immigrant families. Like, they just, they don't deal with it the they same way. They, do they don't process it. Yeah. it the same way. Yeah. So, um, That's yeah. That's
3: very scary.
4: Let's yes. move on. Let's
3: move on. Yeah.
4: <sighs> Question 19? Mm-hmm. If you knew <laughs> if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly. Okay. Would you change anything about the way you are living now? Or the way that you're now living? No. And why?
3: No. No. But why? Um because then like who cares? Cause you're dead. What about you? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I agree. Right. Just keep on doing what Whatever. we're
3: doing. Like- Okay, I'm gonna care cancer. Yeah. Uh probably not. Yeah. I'm um, gonna go straight to the lab. <laughs> if I knew I was gonna die in a year, I'd probably just like keep doing what I'm doing.
4: Yeah. I think, I think so. I think I'd try to be more bold. No, I, But then you'd be dead and it's like who cares? Yeah, it's you like whatever. What I mean? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I maybe maybe I would uh I'd quit my job maybe. Yeah, that right? I can see. Then it'd be like, guys, I'm gonna die in a year. Can I just crash at your place?
3: Yeah, just like travel, whatever. Yeah. Who cares?
4: Like, cash out, like, whatever, you Yeah, know.
3: and, like, I'm not paying for health insurance anymore. You know, whatever. It's
4: not going to help me. It's not going to help me. I'm going to
3: die. It's going to be great.
4: Ah, uh, love question 19.
3: Uh, that was a real uplifter for us. I love that, like, this sad one was, like, what's your favorite memory? And the happy one was, like, you're going to die. Um, question t- 20. Beyond what you value in friendship, what does friendship mean to you? And mean is in italics. Oh. Is
4: well. So serious. What does friendship mean to me?
3: I think it means to me uh fierce loyalty for each other that feels like it means sometimes more than family because you have decided to love this person and connect with them mm-hmm. in a very choice based way. So it's very special, I yeah. would
4: say. I like that. I think um yeah. Just knowing um yeah it means that there's somebody else that that cares about you and that you care about them kind of equally and and would be there uh you know would sacrifice you know either their time or something to like help you out and it and it's equal so yeah I agree that's what it means to me it means everything
3: it means everything
4: question twenty one right what roles do love and affection play in your life?
3: Right now, none. I just like <laughs> no. scrunch your face. Um, <laughs> love and affection. Okay, I love animals. I love RuPaul. I love <laughs> dancing. I love my friends. And mm-hmm. as Miranda says, I love meeting new people. That's the episode where she tries to become confident. God. Um,
4: I have to leave. With
3: no. <laughs> Sex and the City's iconic. I love Sex and the <laughs> City. Um, I don't have a lot, but that's okay. That's sort of by design.
4: Yeah? Do you not? Are you? Do you not?
3: N- no. Like, I...
4: Mm, put yourself out there? Um, in the game?
3: Every time I do, It sucks and so um right now we're gonna see how it turns like midterms maybe I might be able to turn things around on that perspective but uh it's all very political um I don't right now alright like okay uh, in terms of love and affection mm. every oh god I can't say what? that I've had some struggles with dating <laughs> So right now there's not that type of love and affection, yeah. but I you know I have friends who hug me. it's good good about you.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what roles do love and affection play in your life? I I I, I don't know what the hell I <laughs> I want uh, with it with regards to love. Um, I was in a very uh, long term, I was I was married actually. Wow. Yeah.
3: To the woman that you moved in with in that uh, story yeah. form?
4: Mhm. But no longer. Mm-hmm. So now that has affected the way I see um like relationships. At the same time, I I I, I enjoy affection. I think it's great. But I don't know what the fuck I want. Like I don't know and, and that's terrible. And, and and especially like if you're trying to connect with somebody, um uh man, I am just putting myself out here. Um uh I still believe that there is a such thing as love. I, I don't I, I think it's I think it I think you can connect with somebody on that level and sometimes it doesn't work out.
3: Do you believe in soulmates? Ooh. Why that's a thirty seventh question. <laughs>
4: uh, um I I think there I do believe in soulmates. I think there isn't just one though. You yeah, because I mean? if
3: someone dies, then what? You're just done? Right. It's That's That's like, well, sucks for you. He that guy you. died a long time ago. You have to suffer. She died n-
4: yeah. So yeah. Um yeah. Uh what role do they play in my life? Mm. It's nice if it happens. Affection's always great.
3: Yeah, I love. Getting banged? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I am joking. Subtext. I hate it. Just kidding. Okay. Uh, Um, Judy Grimes, Kristen (laughs) Wink. Just kidding. Okay. Um, Question twenty-two. Alternate sharing. Wait. Oh, alternate. Alternate is a verb. Alternate. Alternate. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of three items. Question mark. Um. So we're supposed to go back and forth sharing a positive characteristic and a total of three. Okay. All right.
4: All right. Um,
3: You seem like an optimist, and I think that's a positive thing. Thank you. You're welcome.
4: Uh, You (laughs) seem to be... uh, uh, you seem to be socially aware and that is certainly a positive thing.
3: Thank you so much. <laughs> this is to keep this pattern going. This is like a pattern game. Um uh you um I admire your um empathy for your family. That's uh, it's emotionally intelligent you showed emotional intelligence. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um so
4: formal. Yes. I uh I admire uh your um ability to um, to know that uh your friends are are uh I admire the fact that you hold your friends to a high regard, and that they are, um, if not equal to a fam- a family or family, um, that's that means that you that you care about human beings.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then I have to do a third one, and it's like we'll I have to pick one that feels culminative. <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: I like your <laughs> vocabulary. V- vocabulary. <laughs> Even though
3: I said the al- verb alternate. Um, <laughs> um You you're a really good listener.
4: Oh, no shit.
3: Yeah, I've never had a conversation where I don't get interrupted. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I I'm talk a lot. So sorry. It's okay.
4: Um you're a really good speaker. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a terrible <laughs> one.
4: Um No, I, uh, um, I actually appreciate, um, I appreciate, uh, there is, there is a little bit of guardedness, but I think there, I appreciate that because it means that you hold certain things about yourself very closely to you and, um, they mean a lot and that's, I appreciate that.
3: Yeah. It affects the personal brand, doesn't it? But, you know, you got to keep something close to the (laughs) vest. That's right.
4: Um, Oh, 23. Question 23. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people?
3: My family is just me and my sister Mm -hmm. So it's not a typical situation. Um, My friendships are very close and warm, and my relationship growing up with my family was, with my mom was very close and warm. And I think all told, when I look at the world, I was very lucky to grow up with uh, the family I did.
4: What about you? Uh, I think our family, my family, is close. Um, uh, we we're probably not the warmest, but we were warm enough for um, for our family. And um, I think uh, my childhood was a happy one. Um, you know, there are obviously dark times here and there, but. I don't think it was happier than other, I'm sure other people had like super happy childhood where where, like they'd get together and like in front of a fire and play like board games and like sing songs together and stuff. So like, no, I don't think they were happier than other families. I think some other families were ideal, like TV families. I think those are real things. People had those I think
3: those all have toxic <laughs> dynamics. Like, if I look at some of those TV families, <laughs> there's some serious issues going on. I mean, let's take the Seavers. Uh, oh, boy. That family. That, God, I watch every episode of Growing Pains. I love that. That was a bad family. Wait. They was... held so much shit over those kids' heads. It's... I thought, okay, best TV family... Not
4: the Seavers, apparently. Not the Seavers. Great theme song.
3: Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, it's a good theme.
4: Show me that smile. I'm trying to think of a good TV family. Yeah.
3: I thought, like, Clarissa's parents really let her do her thing. They gave yeah. her a permission to let Sam come in her room.
4: She was, oh, she wasn't an Only Child. Fer- she was Ferguson, who yeah.
3: sucked. Ugh, you know, you can't win them all. A family can't be perfect.
4: I liked how Clarissa said OBKB.
3: OBKB. OBKB. I did love that. Oh, man. oh, it was so good. She's the best. She's a crazy person now. Oh, oh
4: really? <sighs> yeah, oh no! I'm sorry, I know
3: I shouldn't. God, go well, there. you can't win them all. You can't That's win all
4: right. them all. She she was the yearbook uh, girl in. I um, uh, can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she now she's
3: a big old Republican. All right. Yay! Question twenty four. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? <laughs>
4: um. Oh, awesome! Great.
3: Mine is dead. I'm not kidding. No, it was great. Let's laugh about that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can't laugh, what are you doing? If
4: you can't laugh about, like, you know.
3: The cosmic joke that is this life.
4: Mortality. I mean, what's the point? I
3: know.
4: Question 25. (laughs) Make three true we statements each. For example, we are both in this room feeling... What a blank. Yeah. So make three true we statements each. Um, We are participating in a podcast.
3: (laughs) We both have dark hair.
4: (laughs) We both wear glasses.
3: We both are (laughs) nearsighted.
4: We both do not appreciate our current president that was the nicest way to put that right
3: um we both um got here relatively on time me like two minutes late but you really on time
4: yeah so i was a little early (laughs) wow okay
3: (laughs) (laughs) never mind
4: oh just kidding was that four that was four should we keep going should we just keep going Oh no, that was enough, right? Yeah, History? sure. Yeah.
3: Question twenty-six. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Dot dot dot.
4: Uh, sex. No, <laughs>
3: uh... <laughs> My wife. <laughs> My wife. Uh, <laughs>
4: I wish I had a person with which I could share. Uh... Financial
3: responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Insurance. <laughs> To meet someone who i could share their canadian citizenship there's <laughs> many things i'm looking for right now and they're all very tactical it's <laughs> <laughs> a very utilitarian yes, yes. um
4: i uh, share uh, an adventure with oh nice
3: right? yeah yeah that'd be nice that's cool let's go on an adventure i like that <laughs> My answers are real. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't joking. (laughs) I watched a lot
4: of fantasy things when I was growing up. Nice. I was total escapist. Um, Question 27. If you were to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know.
3: To become a friend with you?
4: Yeah, with me, man.
3: (sighs) I mean, there's friendships I have that are super deep, but they don't know half the stuff we just uh, talked about I know. Um, same here so I think we're good on the like level of understanding mm-hmm. uh, I would want you to know that um oh, it's tough because I really feel like we've covered so much uh I would want you to know that if um, I were having an issue, I would tell you and I wouldn't be hiding it or I wouldn't be passive aggressive about it. Because sometimes I've had friendships where someone says something to me like, oh, is this, what does this mean? What are you doing? And I want to be like, no, like my friendship to you does not involve passive aggressiveness. It does not involve stuff going on that I'm not telling you about so just don't worry about it got it yeah. so
4: you're very open about like if something is bothering me, bothering yeah. you I, I think, try to be yeah that's good
3: I don't try to be like um I don't know manipulative
4: would it be with like me or like with that friend mm-hmm. okay yeah great yeah um I'm the same way however what I would uh what I would probably want you to know is I internalize a lot of uh a lot of challenges like from other things so um cuz i don't like um i don't want to like bog down like the the dynamic i have with the person i have so like it's not it's probably not healthy <laughs> but it's uh i uh historically it's kind of what i do so like if i'm having a crappy day at work i'd be like I would, like, probably wouldn't bring it up. Mm. just kind of, like, sit in here. Mm. But that being said, never comes out in any but way. But that's
3: also, uh, to be aware of that's very unique, I think, because a lot of people do that, and they would get defensive if accused of such, and you're like, no, I know I do this, which yeah. is a good thing, I think. Thank you. I usually just, like, avoid everything. Uh, <laughs> that's my tactic, so that's a good one, too. Um <laughs> that
4: was oh that was 26 <clears throat> oh 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 no uh uh were we oh wait wait i think you we're 28 i think
3: oh we're 28 okay yeah. question 28 tell your partner what you like about them be very honest this time saying things you might not say to someone you just <gasps> met oh hmm. mm, i think you're very nice and usually Um, I wouldn't say that to anybody, and (laughs) I think uh, you seem to have a very open heart, and you're very thoughtful, and um, that's unique. Uh,
4: I think you're very smart, um, and very uh, quick, and very, uh, very genuine. I I feel like you don't, you wouldn't normally pull any punches. Should you have a feeling, or should you want to say something? Um, It's very admirable, and um, uh, it's very nice. Thank you. Yeah, because that doesn't. A lot of people are like that.
3: Yeah, just me (laughs) and (laughs) Joy Behar.
4: You could be more funny, though. Okay. Yeah, you're not making us (laughs) laugh enough. Whatever. You
3: just don't It's too advanced
4: for you.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life.
2: Oh.
3: <sighs> um. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> two weeks ago, I was doing a stand-up show in L.A., and I don't normally get nervous for a lot of different types of stage stuff I do at this point because I'm used to it. But stand-up, I don't do that often. And this was a room where I didn't really know a lot of people, but also – My best friend who never sees me perform and all his friends I really admire were sitting in the front row. So I was like kind of nervous. And then I was watching the clock and there were a bunch of improv groups with like a bunch of straight white guys. One was called Phallic Baldwin. Mm. And I just sit through that. I was just getting like really anxious. Like when is my time? This is so crazy. And I see the clock count down. I'm only going to have like five minutes to do my set. I'm getting nervous as I talk about it. So they announced my name. I run. (laughs) I trip on a jacket. I keep running. There's like a ramp in front of the stage. It's like parallel. And I just trip and I eat it on stage. I oh. trip onto the stage face first. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's nothing scarier than when you're trying to control the room's laughs. And you're like, oh, they're literally laughing at me. <laughs> uh, so I got up and I just like, I was like, in my hand I was like, okay, you can only spend half this set talking about the fall you have to keep going and i was so embarrassed i was so so embarrassed but i just tried to play it off Mm. and then someone thought it was part of my shtick
4: (laughs) like crap balls just yeah exactly
3: i was like i don't get the joke but um i would be on board with it uh so i was i was so so embarrassed and all night after this i just i couldn't help but just keep saying like remember when i fell remember when i fell like oh my god remember when i fell (laughs) and it was like yeah we saw you so that was really embarrassing um and there have been so many times when I've like surprised myself by doing something that scared me and doing it and going, Oh, it wasn't that bad. That was so bad that I was like, Oh my God, I'm never performing again. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs>
4: I have one uh, also uh, performance related. Uh, I was doing, um, I was doing a show uh, with um, a team performance team that I'm on at the magnet theater. And uh so like uh, we're all supposed to be like advanced students. So um I go up and I do a scene and I I love my object work. <laughs> um Nick can maybe attest to that, but um No, again. no <laughs> Anyways, especially my car work. Oh, I wow. love cars.
3: Do you do a stick shift or do you do automatic? I usually,
4: I usually um, it just depends on what the scene asks for. Do you for. adjust the rear view? I adjust, I adjust the rear you got view. got it. That's the classic um, move. I also like, I stop at stoplights. Wow. Yeah. I've also been honked at while I stopped at a stoplight <laughs> when it turned green. And I'm like,
3: oh, sorry. <laughs> really great. That's and great. The specifics are rich. Yeah. This,
4: this scene, I jumped in and I was doing like a, uh, like a, a tag out. I was doing a run in. Um, I... Sat into the driver's seat and then I crossed my leg like I was sitting like on a couch, not in a car. And But I was holding the the wheel. So I was driving, but I wasn't on the gas or anything. I was just – it was terrible. Can and you I,
3: imagine if that was a real car? I I would think we, about we, What would happen? So <laughs> in
4: my head, I'm thinking as soon as it's happening, I'm like – i'm in a car what am i doing what's happening why did i decide to make this choice and like um uh matt one of the guys up to the side i was like he spots it i know he does he's gonna come and sure enough like as i'm trying to explain why my legs are like it's cruise control like in my brain it's like it's cruise he comes in the scene, He's like put your phone on the gas We're gonna <laughs> i was like fuck mm-hmm. um it was super embarrassing and then also like I just remember, like, in the UCB manual, like, there's literally a diagram of, like, a guy, like, (laughs) in a car. It's like, when you do a scene in a car... Don't cross your legs. Make sure that both feet are on the ground. But and that you're... informed
3: your character. You're a super casual driver, and it's fun. I that's where what? comedy begins.
4: I know, you know, and I was trying to get that across. But yeah, ugh, that's some people... the thing.
3: He really shed on your game. I'm so sorry. Oh god. Oh, god. No, I, no, uh, other honest... people make improv bad.
4: It's seriously, it's not me at all. No,
3: it should just be you up there doing your cross-legged thing. I, I don't get it. I'm
4: gonna do a one-man show and just for the cross-legged like driver. People. I would have done the same thing though. Yeah, I would have like. You know, everyone's <laughs>
3: everyone. One's looking for the laugh. You were trying to get the laugh. He's trying to get the laugh. Huh. It's a competitive environment.
4: Oh, man. Uh
3: Is this you or uh <laughs> wait. What number? How
4: embarrassing was that? Uh we're at 20. No, we're at
3: <gasps> I have 30. What are you are you 29? I
4: have... Oh yeah, so 30 is next. Oh,
3: okay. Question 30. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself?
4: Cry? Or like <sighs> like full-blown cry? yeah or let's do like, full-blown because i
3: don't cry like well i mm. just get a little welly oh but november 9th oh forget it yeah your girl was distraught as fuck oh. and cried for like a couple days but uh that's it <laughs> <laughs> uh when did i i don't know if
4: i i can't I, I don't know i um sorry guys i uh, i think i'm trying to think i usually um i like well up at watching certain movies yeah and usually they're just like random moments um i can't think of the last time have you
3: seen hidden figures i haven't no. i cried at the end of that one because really? it's like it's real and then you see the women that they you know that was really i cry like when you're just i don't know overwhelmed by a person's story, like, uh, you know, I cried at Ghostbusters a little bit. It's fine. <laughs>
4: I cried it um, on. Uh one of the first movies I ever watched in the theater was Pippi Longstocking.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah, the old one. Yeah. Um,
4: and I cried at the end when um, oh. Pippalata had to leave with her father on the boat. And the kids were like, no, stay with us, Pippi. She was like, I'm going to go. Kids'
3: movies are so depressing. It's don't get me started bad. on a dog's purpose. That trailer should be illegal. <laughs> Even before the abuse allegations, that thing is sick. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a dog die. Did no. you see Inside Out? Oh, that made me cry. With the little, Bing the bong.
4: Imaginary, yeah, bing bong. I mean... take our girl to
3: the moon okay this is not written for kids this is written for adults who feel unfulfilled
4: that's right got me It got me what a good movie pixar
3: i cried a little bit at moana too
4: oh i haven't seen it yet oh it's so good can't wait to cry i know
3: it's a real good real good cry time
4: (laughs) all right uh question 31 tell your partner something that you like about them already Something you haven't mentioned before.
3: I mean, it, we get it. Uh, we get you're trying to yeah, do this. To, oh, we yeah. see through you. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're aware. We're aware of what's going on. Dummies. Um, I like and respect that you are on a path to take more risks. Yeah. That's admirable.
4: Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I i like that you uh, i like that you can roll with uh, um, humbling experiences. <laughs> I think that's very important. Um, and I, I yeah, I like that.
3: Thank you. You're welcome. Question thirty two: What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I think, like, everything. (laughs) I know Uh, from improv that I've been in so many scenes where I was like, we're not making fun of the right thing in this situation, mm. where there was a school shooting scene or a scene dealing with sexual assault or violence where it was like, you can joke about, there's probably something in here that could be funny, but Mm. this isn't it. Like, these situations are so dire and real for people that I just think it takes a very... Very careful hand to make jokes in those arenas at all Yeah, so I think people a lot of times replace humor with just like being shocking and that really really Upsets me and annoys me. I just think it's like a lot of people go for cheap laughs with really serious topics
4: Yeah, I think uh, for sure Um, (laughs) Some people can do it really really well and like um, But you got to be super smart about it. I think I think uh, the word rape, um, yeah, like even like in any con, like I'll like walk, like or if someone goes, He's rapey,
3: like people say yeah. stuff like that, yeah, that gets like used so flippantly,
4: yeah, and even like in a like in a like, I'll, I'll hear people like, um, like corporate people like, Oh, you got raped in that meeting, or like it's just like really weird to hear, and it's just very, um, it doesn't, I don't, I don't like it, mm-hmm. uh, and so like in improv or like in comedy, like it's just fuck dude like where do you go from there like no. I, I don't know I think that's something that is really hard it, at least for me like I would not I'd be like well oh, mm, yeah I'll wait till the next bit or something it's really I, frustrating I too
3: because like when you are trying to balance being supportive and making it work but also being an advocate for the audience I mean it's different if someone at work says something I've been in so many situations where like, I don't know what to say mm-hmm. but then you have to play the role of the moderator and like the how do I make this work person yeah fun it's just yeah, like it's the, just, yeah. Just, so I think a lot of people should just avoid until they are you yeah know, like, Sasha Baron Cohen yeah um, to
4: Will Ferrell back.
3: Vince Vaughn
4: uh, uh, <laughs> somebody else who's Dane really cook. good Dane Cook. like yeah. if you can he get can to go Dane go Cook level oh my god honestly like. He could, like, talk about anything.
3: He's so good. Dane Cook is, like, uh, so amazing. You heard him? Oh,
4: <laughs> he's, like, coming up. He's, he's like, coming he's up. Gonna, he's he's going gonna to do, gonna do some big. good stuff.
3: I love that movie coming with Jessica Simpson. What year is this? <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie called? Um, it was the one where I think he had sex with women and then they became... Oh, yes. They married. Like
4: a sea world. Yeah. Work like a sea world. Oh
3: my God. There was an era when those movies were made. They're not anymore. It's, no. We've moved past it. There's no room in this Tara world. Tara Reid was usually. Tara Reid, yeah. Those Freddie s- Prince Jr. Mm, love him. Is he still
4: with um, Buffy? Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yeah, they are. I love Buffy.
3: Yeah, she's cool.
4: Buffy was such a good series. Did you ever watch it? I
3: only watched part of it, but oh. I, de- I, ne- I never got into like fantasy things. Oh. I just missed that boat, but
4: oh, I'm well. sure
3: it would be good
4: you know if you ever want to break from reality yeah josh joss whedon just go
3: for it i mean he would be the one to do it for because he gets it he
4: gets it um question 33 Ooh, we're getting close
3: say more things you like about
4: (laughs) name nine things (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
4: question 33 if you die today without talking to anyone what would you regret not having told someone? Whoa. Why haven't you told them?
3: That's a good question that's to ask one. yourself every day. Yeah. Wow.
4: Um,
3: oh, my God.
4: Yeah, that's a tough one.
3: I try to be very open slash can't turn it off. So I do think there's not a lot where I'm thinking, oh, I have to tell this person this or I have this, like, secret. I don't really have a lot of that. Um. But I think, like, if I had a dying impartation of wisdom or th- something or a hope for people that I would be like, oh, I want them to, I want to have this moment. It would be sort of like in the way our parents gave us this, like, liberation of you don't have to suffer when there's loss. Mm. I would just, because I'm, I'm treating it more like what would your, like, last words be. <laughs> but um, it would be like yeah. if I were to die, like, in an untimely fashion, just, like, just keep doing your life, don't stop and keep going. And uh so I don't think I have like a like a thing I'm holding back saying to people. Mm-hmm. Just I think the main thing would be like I hope people know that I that I love know that I support what they're doing and don't wanna I don't have any all I have is support for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I think I say it, maybe. Oh
4: uh yeah uh, I think I'm the same I, I I don't know if I really hold back anything uh, there's yeah. not like this like um severed relationship that I no I don't I don't think so I, I I would probably like talk to my siblings and say hey you know just just know that I really you know I love you guys and I do support anything you guys do um but And, like, my friends, like, I tell them all the time, like, I enjoy what they do. I love that they're doing – they're pursuing whatever they're pursuing. Um, And, yeah.
3: I don't know know how you feel, but for me, like, having gone through mourning, I understand the importance of saying things to people that I feel. Like, there isn't time to hold back or to wait or whatever. You don't know what's going to happen. So I think that shifted my perspective on how you – whether or not to hold secrets. Like, I just don't think I could. But I would hope, like, if there's any unresolved issues that, that, I don't know, I would be able to address them before they became a secret thing. Does
4: does it also, do you think that, does it also, like, shift, like, uh, or did it also affect, has it also affected, like, the weight that you put on certain things that happen in life, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Like, there's folks that, like, will, like pine over a certain things or, like, just be, like, upset about these very... Like, and, okay, it's all relative. I don't, I don't want to, like, dismiss anybody's feelings, but it's just, But like, their feelings
3: are stupid. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Like, yo, fucking just
4: get over it. Like, there's more
3: important things. And even I see myself in that trap where I start worrying about something that doesn't matter and I go, in my back of my head, I'm being so stupid. This is so stupid. Right. But I think it's interesting because, uh, like, people... um I don't know I, people all have their own pain maybe there's a certain level everyone reaches at different points and yeah. then once you've gone through more that level's different but i yeah, think yeah. like i see people go through some things where i'm like oh if he doesn't like you back it'll be okay <laughs> specifically <laughs> to that one person who's listening um <laughs> we know who you are <laughs> we know you're question 34 Your house catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to grab one last thing. What is it and why? Oh. Hmm. I hope it's not a house that I've bought. That would suck.
4: That would suck. Right? get insurance. Make sure that you have it beforehand. It's very important to have homeowner's insurance. It really
3: is. People don't live securely enough i think um
4: um, if you have geico they they insure multiple things are you an endorsement (laughs)
3: um one thing to grab i don't maybe it's also the death thing i don't Mm. have a lot of things that i care that much about possession wise i think i would grab my computer because it
4: (laughs) yo i was thinking the exact same thing like it has
3: all my work it has all the things i've written it has all my photos yeah. I would be upset if my computer were gone and like even the thought of it dying makes me sad. <laughs> right.
4: It's the outlet we have. Yeah. And it stores everything. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be the same for me. It's funny. Like my room is like lo- looks, looks, looks super barren. It's yeah. terrible. You know, I yeah. love that
3: way too. I think for one, it's like in my head, I'm always like, maybe we have to like leave at some point. You yeah. never know. But it's also New York and our apartments don't usually live up to our standard. Right. And third, it's like, who cares? You know what I mean?
4: Shit doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People die.
3: Yeah, we get it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap. Oh, we're coming to the end. Yes. We are now at question 35. Please. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing? (laughs) Why? Wow, you guys picked the wrong people. (laughs)
3: That's funny. I love that we've gone through this podcast to the point where that question is funny. Yeah. There's, it says a lot about the way that we've communicated and the structure of it because I feel like if, first of all, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like I immediately have a connection with someone whose parent has died. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. You're in the club. We- yo seriously <laughs> yes um, like dead parent club absolutely <laughs> yes. like i yeah i, I high
4: five people usually and i like, love if it. they don't get it like i feel bad afterwards i'm like fuck it I you'll know. get it in a couple months i know it's so funny year. my
3: friend and i were joking because he's like wow you like you know people's parents are going to start dying with more frequency as we get older and i was like no that's my thing wait <laughs> no i'm that's my yeah i get that suffering <laughs> <laughs>
4: I was into it before it was
3: cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Says- <laughs> I'm like the dead parent hipster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I just I really like uh, it because I'm just thinking if this question were raised and you were anybody else, I'd be like, <laughs> um, okay. So I guess my uh, most disturbing was, um, I think my dad's because it was sudden and I felt like um, upset that uh, my mom had like a a, a very disturbing death and that she like slowly died which is terrifying to watch and see but um my dad's was sudden which felt like really weird that it just was like oh well, this happened it was very dark it was weird but um all oh, death is disturbing you know yeah. yeah what about you
4: I agree I think all death is disturbing um yeah like I guess I w- I don't know I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be prepared For any of my family's Deaths I, You know I I don't know Like it's Yeah Like why Yeah Of all the people I don't know if I could Like any Any All of them You know uh, death just sucks Yeah I know we accept it And we laugh about it Which is great But it's still fucking But
3: sucks. we
2: earn those laughs
3: Yeah we earn those laughs
4: Yeah Gallows humor Is that what they call
3: it right <laughs> Yeah yeah I know yeah facts. death is really really disturbing it's like it uh even if you i mean I actually admire people who work in hospices and people hmm. who work in the whole death yeah industry uh who are up and on the up and up because it's so painful, but it also can be so there's like a beauty in it and there's yeah. a way to that it could happen where it feels like a part of life we don't feel fearful of and we don't you know not talk about so i think it's like really just so disturbing and unsettling when uh i mean it happens but it's like when not done in a way that feels as dignified as the person right yeah you know, to be super uplifting
4: we hope you enjoy this podcast <laughs> everyone's just like walking around crying <laughs> um
3: all right is this question 36 time oh
4: man oh my god can't wait
3: Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how they would handle it or how they might handle it. (laughs) Like, just like, a personal problem. Fuck. Okay.
4: Yeah. I'm all ears.
3: Curious. Read your thoughts. Okay. I feel like, I, in some arenas where I don't have, where I've chosen a career where you don't have space to do this, I don't have enough confidence. And I don't know how to speed track confidence. Do you have any advice? <laughs> uh,
4: so this is in a specific?
3: It's in, like, so right now I'm trying to pursue becoming a staff writer and I have like pilots that I think are shitty and I don't seem when, like if I were to make a connection and give them a pilot, this is mm-hmm. so shallow and stupid after we just talked about That's it, fine. but I'm like, Oh, this is, I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I want to get better, but I think part of what gets people su- success or jobs is like just being confident. And I don't know if it involves w- waiting until I feel more confident or like just Giving them what I have now and selling it—I don't know, like, what to do. Yeah,
4: uh, I'm happy to give you some advice on this. Thank you. <laughs> um, though I, <laughs> I don't know what's worth. But um, my take on that would probably be uh, submit, give it to them. I think um, uh, you—you'll always have an opinion on your own work. And your own worth. Uh, in this case, you are not the arbiter, right? Like you, you, you want to make it as perfect as possible, as funny as possible, whatever it is. Um, but you've got it; you have created it. It came from you, and so long as you've done as much, you know, workshopping or as much as much work on it as you can, submit it and let them decide. If if they if they don't accept it, if they're just like, nah, not this time, we're fine. But there'll be another. Well, hopefully, should we not die? Um, <laughs> you can always continue to submit, right? Like, That's true. You know, let them let them tell you no, and then just keep going. Like, there's yeah. gonna be other opportunities. That's good advice. So fuck it, like fuck whatever. It. Yeah. 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 Who cares? Yeah. And if they if they don't take it, then they they're, like idiots. It, they're idiots. They're idiots. <laughs> they don't even deserve bad. They don't even deserve
3: to read my bad pilot <laughs> about Bethany Frankel.
4: Um. I've yeah. got it. I've got a, have got one for you. Okay. Um, I think I touched that on a little bit, but, um, you know, uh, we're, you know, in our thirties now. I have a, a pretty good, um, nine to five. That's, I'm able to, you know, live and, um, enjoy things. I mean, not lavishly or <laughs> nowhere near that, but like I'm able to live in the city. Um, I really, really enjoy just being creative and performing. And I really, really, really want to find a way to um, like do that and also be able to like have a roof over my head and eat. <laughs> so I'm at this point where I'm just really kind of considering, you know, what the what would happen if I just stopped doing my nine to five. And. There's a hesitancy there. There's, uh, what, what can you tell me? <laughs> tell me something.
3: <laughs> I did that, so I get yeah. it. Um. I feel like what I did was, in my experience, that was helpful because I am not a take the leap person normally, was I figured out financially how much it would cost to pay for my own insurance and all that stuff and what that looks like. Then I set a budget of how much I'd want as a safety net in case things fell through. Like how many months could I live in New York without a job if, worst case scenario, I didn't have one, just so I wasn't panicking. And then I felt like that when I had all that in place and I had a bit of a plan and I put out feelers for freelance work so I'd have something or like if for maybe for you it's a part-time job or if for you it's pursuing a teaching opportunity or something Mm -hmm. more creative but in line with what you're doing, like getting that, like putting feelers out first and talking to people about that. And then when you take the leap, no, you can always go back. I think it's worth it. If you have if you can afford it and if it's not gonna stress you out to be unemployed for a little bit, then it's an incredible experience. Yeah. And I think if you have that urge, which you do, then you should follow it because it means that you're you're always gonna have it. Like that's not gonna go away. And I think it never gets easier. It only gets more pent up and harder, but if you have that momentum and it's pushing you forward, then you're gonna do fine. Like, there's no doubt that the person who steadily does a day job and leaves because they really feel compelled to is gonna keep swimming because you have already done that. So, I would have no doubt that you would be totally fine.
4: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs>
1: Oh, but you're not done yet.
2: You're not <gasps> done yet. No.
3: no. <laughs>
1: this is
4: this thing. Mm-hmm.
3: What is it? Oh, God. All right. <laughs> now say mean things about the person.
4: <laughs> <Being> 35 <laughs> d- mean things. <laughs> things you hate about the other. Um, Stare into your partner's eyes. Oh, God. For four minutes. No,
3: I hate this. I can't even do this with, like, I don't know, so a cat. <laughs> this is <laughs> bad. <cat> <laughs> so four
4: Nicola.
3: minutes. Four minutes.
0: Right. Do you want to tell them why this is part of the experiment?
4: Or is that going to affect our staring?
0: No, no, no. Not, <laughs> not you know, brahman no, at, at all. all.
1: Um, <laughs> well, I think the main reason for it is that in in everybody's day-to-day life, there's very little that you actually look at someone in the eye. I think you actually have to... A lot of people have to think about looking at someone in the eye. Otherwise, they won't. Um, so it's really just a another way to be come intimate with someone
0: yeah they did this in the real experiment Mm -hmm. yeah
3: this is terrifying in my daily life with people (laughs) I love I'm just saying that so (laughs) great this is like the artist is present yes 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 yes
0: wait can we blink you Um, you you cannot
1: blink for four (laughs) minutes can we wink (laughs) you can do
0: anything you can (laughs) do anything except talking okay yeah you
1: can do anything you want you can laugh you can we're going to uh, laugh. We're going to laugh.
3: We're going to talk about death. <laughs> yeah, with
4: our eyes. With
3: our eyes. Also, for people
1: listening to the podcast, we're not going to just have you listen to silence for four minutes. So, But
0: guarantee they are going to stare at each other really, for four minutes. I it's really, go. going to happen. Yeah.
1: One of we're our participants
0: stare. just left. Right,
1: <laughs> All right, ready? Okay. All right.
4: done wow wow <laughs> my word I
3: hate eye contact
4: it's the worst it is I don't actually mind it I hate it so much I do it a lot I do it like way too much I think not like I don't stare at people but like I I, I give like I that's part of the, I don't know what I'm saying but you can
3: see their disappointment sometimes and that's scary
4: right no I, I see that all the
3: time <laughs>
1: Um, I try to avoid that. Yeah. Anna has an important question for you. What?
0: Are you guys in love? I have to ask it every single time. Wow.
3: <laughs> um. I think you're great, and um, <laughs> I had a really nice time. Um. It's
4: a big question. Um. Are we in love after this podcast?
0: I guess I can also ask you, how has your relationship changed from being complete strangers to each other?
4: I'm more comfortable. Me too. Um, yeah. I
3: speed-tracked, I think, in, like, friendships, but it takes a really long time, especially in the comedy community, yeah. to get to a very real place. And I think, like, the fact that we were joking about serious things is actually very cool. Yeah. and it says a lot about us having a lot in common, but also... Uh, general like outlook that feels very similar. So that's very cool to establish that so quick.
4: For sure. You're staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I agree. um, Yeah, fast track's a great word for this. Um, I think for us, this is my opinion, but both of us seem very like guarded. And uh, it's weird to say that I feel comfortable around you yeah after like what 36
3: questions
0: yeah that's true it's interesting yeah what did you guys think of the questions
3: themselves it's interesting too if this is like to lead to love and intimacy there's there's not really questions about sex which i find interesting because i could see this leading to friendship with someone because you're talking about values and friendship a lot but Mm -hmm. you're not really talking about sex or like marriage or the other pieces that go into more than friendship so right. I think that's interesting
4: I think they kind of like um, they tiptoe around it they're like name something else you like <laughs> name something else you like you know what we're saying
0: come on um, thank you guys for being here as a thank you uh, can you guys do you guys want to plug anything how can people find you I'm personal sure. brands what are your <laughs> tell us your personal brands personal brand. uh, final feelings about Parker Posey just like <laughs> we forgot
3: to shout around at the end.
4: Posey is a saint.
0: Um,
3: Mascots wasn't her best work, but we'll get over it. True. Um, <laughs> I'll plug my Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> At Janie Fierce. Uh, you know, you can come and find the content there. <laughs> uh, there's no eye contact on Twitter, which is why I like it. And that's about it for me.
4: <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll plug my... Oh, I have a Twitter. It's the same as the Instagram... I don't really post a lot, but it's at bsoco, that's B-S-O-C-O.
3: <laughs> you said like you are gonna keep saying more. <laughs> that's <was> it. <laughs> um,
4: and uh, uh yeah. Uh, oh, Sundays, 6 p.m., Magnet Theater. Sweet. Come see uh, Blackjack perform, which is one of the teams that I'm on right now. <laughs> Great.
0: Well, any final thoughts? Anything else? Thank you for this, this is yeah. cool. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys.
1: We love you so much.
0: Maybe he fell in love with us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was already in love with me.
0: This is true. Thank you for listening to 36 Questions.
1: We really appreciate it. Uh, If you could, give us some reviews. Just tons of reviews. Please
0: just make up fake names and review us on (laughs) iTunes. Go ahead
1: and review us with your real name first. And then after that, tons of fake
0: names. Make up names
1: and review us on itunes to the
0: Uh, people that have reviewed us so far thank you so much those have been so sweet
1: thank you and if you'd like to be a part of the podcast in the future email us 36q podcast at gmail.com or if you have any questions or ideas for how we can make the podcast better let us know
0: yeah and uh go fall in love
1: go fall in love have a good night
0: or morning whatever. (laughs) whatever
1: whenever it is